What's up, everybody? What's up? Everybody? We're back with another episode of R E S I L I E N T L O V E. Do you know what that means? We got resilient love. See it, love. See it, love. See it, love. Hey, everybody, it's Resilient Love Podcast. Yay! It's your host, Brianna. And your host, Quinn. And we are so glad to be with you guys on today. So, if you're listening or watching, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. And leave us a five-star review. Okay? Because we love to bring Resilient Love to you. All right, so we're going to start our episode off with a quote of the day. So what's the quote of the day? So the quote of the day is, the real act of marriage takes place in the heart, not in the ballroom or church or synagogue. Mm -hmm. It's a choice you make, not just on your wedding day, but over and over again. That is actually by Barbara. The Angelus. Yes. So it's something you do over and over again. <laughs> it was all in my head. Y'all know that y'all remember that song, right? We we always got a song or a movie clip. It's always something. I mean, at this point, I should just like name that tune. That should be a thing. Yeah, we might do that. Name that tune. Name that tune. Um, but the quote of the day, like Quentin just read. In order for us to actually have the real act of marriage, it starts in the heart. And so we want to get to the heart of the matter. We want to get to the root. And that is the fruit of God, which is love. You know, we want to be able to show, express, and walk in love. Okay. That is one of the greatest commandments to love thy neighbor. As Christ loves himself and loves the church, you know, and so that's what we want to do and show that love. And we chose that quote specifically because a lot of times, oftentimes, um, we think of marriage as just the, the big wedding day, the, you know, all the fluffy stuff that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. But we don't tend to really think about the real work it takes. Yeah. I think if you guys get the book by Melissa and Kevin Fredericks, Marriage Be Hard, we're going to plug that down in the description below. But Marriage Be Hard is a great book just to ex- express their story of their journey as teenagers to now adulthood and parenthood and of course as business partners and that is something that Quentin and I desire is to move from you know we are obviously at our married stage but we are seeking to be parents and we do work together in business so you know their story really was an encouragement and gave us some insight on how marriage can be hard. And I think we don't want anybody to take this comment like, uh, what do they call it? A prison sentence or something of that nature. Prison sentence, indictment. Everything everything that got everything wrong to do about the court system. Right. We don't want you to think of marriage like that, but we do want you to understand the quote that 
It's something that you choose to do every day. You walk in love every day. You address those issues every day. And that's not necessarily an issue every day, but you address it when it comes and you grow from it. And and that's really what we... Right. I'm seriously, I'm thinking about it. My, I have a random thought. So I literally thought about how people, especially in our coach, especially older people, will throw the side-eye jokes like, about to be locked down you're about to be mm-hmm. and i'm thinking about the ring this is not a handcuff all right all right this is the evolving yes this is the circle of life right, right here this is this is a a eternal connection knowing that it's not easily broken right the bible tells us that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken and the order for us to have that third strand, it comes with Christ. And so we want to make sure that you guys understand the importance of having a Christ-centered marriage. You know, you may see others have success, but with Christ, you will grow and excel even the more in your marriage. I, I believe that. I know that. And I'm going to stand on that 10 toes down. (laughs) (laughs) And just remember that in that point, you know, the word success, success in everyone, marriage, household or individual life Mm -hmm. looks different. Yes. Per household. Yep. It kind of reminds me of the sermon that we watched or more so like an open dialogue with T.D. Jakes and uh, Mm -hmm. First Lady Sarita. How they were talking about winning at home. Yeah, if you haven't watched Winning at Home, I really recommend it. Yeah. Uh it's an eye opener. Um, especially I don't want to like you know, especially the men. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, and I can speak from this, like we get focused on finances and like making sure the house good, like let's how can I figure out extra income that we literally forget to win at home? Like it's what do you do when the money dry up? Come on. What sustains you? Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be more than money. You can always get more money. Mm-hmm. You can't get more time. That's true. That's true. And and that's something that we, we want to also make a point. Again, we just basing this off of the quote. That quote is so powerful to remind us that the act of marriage, as in the, that means you're doing something, right? You're not just sitting in the marriage, you're working in the marriage, you're engaged, right? And in order for you to really be engaged with something, you have to put your hands to the plow. You have to really get in there, right? Get your head in the game. You know, we are sports fans, you know, go buffs. Um, so I feel like when it comes to your marriage, you have to have that same cheerleader spirit. You have to have that go team go. You have to have that, you know, let's strategize just like a coach would do with his team. Yeah. You know, there are moments where you're going, go, go, go. And there's moments where you're saying, stop, stop, stop. Let's re-strategize what we are doing because that play is not working. That the way we were doing it before is not working. You know, Quentin and I have been married Four years, you know, we got married July 6, 2019, and we have been married for four years. And, you know, even in the four year process, what weren't in year one 
has shifted now that we're in year four. And so we're just going to be sharing a little bit of that, you know, in today's episode, because we want you to know that marriage and maturity goes together. Right. Marriage and maturity goes together. And even as you say that, as we jump in, the one thing I want to say, because I have to use the sports analogy. Mm -hmm. One question is, how bad do you want it? (laughs) Do you want to win? Right. Or do you want to just go home? Yep. So the other thing about it is like when we talk about seasons, we all know seasons in life in general, Mm -hmm. but especially seasons in marriage. And the one thing I want to say is your marriage playbook doesn't have the same play every season the same. Like every season has a new play. Yeah. You can't like you have to switch up the routine. You got to switch up some things that worked last season ain't gonna work this season. (laughs) You know, you you know, when we had COVID, you know, early on, like the pandemic beginning, it was stay at home, Netflix, and that ain't working this season. There you go. We Mm -hmm. got we're going out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's totally different. And and uh, I know I got ahead of myself, so I'm sorry for my for my listeners and my my viewers. Let me back up for a second. Um, some of y'all may not know us, you know, and so just to piggyback off of the first point, um, as I mentioned, you know, we got married July 6, twenty nineteen. Quentin and I are actually high school sweethearts. You know, we met in middle school. Uh, but we did not actually date until high school. We dated one one year in high school. And after graduation, I went off to college at North Carolina Central University, Eagle Pride Amplify, and Quinton went straight into the workforce. Um, and so once I was getting towards the end of school around uh, 2014, June. July. 2014. It was junior or senior. It was going into my senior year year. Mm -hmm. of college. Quentin and I reconnected on an app called Glide. And in us reconnecting on Glide, we began to grow and just reconnect, you know, like just get back to know each other, you know, because things change after you graduate high school. And what, for those that don't know Glide, Glide was basically FaceTime Dinosaur Edition. So you know how we do FaceTime now where it's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What's up? How you doing? Yeah. So there's no one talking back to you on Glide. No, it's just videos. And you have to wait for the message to come back. Yeah. So it was like 30 <laughs> one minute videos. Yeah. One minute videos and um, you know, little voice messages and texts. So before we exchange numbers. We just connected on Glide, and it was at one pivotal point. It was me. I did it. I said, listen, I am tired of waiting on your messages. Here's my number. So I put the ball back in his court, and he texted me, honey. And So <laughs> and the reason that happened was because evidently I'm not fast enough on the text. Text thing, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so I had to uh, jump in and go ahead and shift gears from that. But nonetheless, and we began to converse and 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 reconnect and things of that nature. And so fast forward, 
we call it call ourselves boyfriend and girlfriend in 2016 and then in 2019 he proposed to me in February February 17th 2019 and then four months later uh we got married July 6th so um that's just a short background on Quentin and I for those that did not know and if you already knew that kudos to you because that means you've been rocking with us since we started the podcast because at the time of this recording that you're listening to it is our four-year podcast anniversary yes yes so we have been podcasting since 2019 october 5th 2019 was our very first episode and we were just talking about the basics of getting married. married yeah. yeah, we were just trying to share. Because we got married in four months. So that was like, without it being something wrong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Most people either think something wrong. Well, there's a catch. No. A baby. No catch. No, just God and his timing. So we just didn't want to wait a year. Yeah, and we just went forward, and God has been good. And so we are now here four years later mm-hmm. to to bring you a a topic of marriage and maturity. Um, some of the life updates that we wanted to share is that in the four-year process, I am now a high school teacher. I have been teaching for the past three years um, in high school. And I am also now pursuing my master's degree at um, in the field of instructional technology. So I will complete this program next year, 2024. So that's an update for me. And an update for me is I became an insurance agent. <laughs> So, don't say woo yet, because it's chapter. Woo! Today, literally, today, woo. Right. There's some days I'm like, just this, and there's other days I'm like, woo. woo. (laughs) You guys can say that. There are some days you might love your job, but there are just some days where you just, your woo turns into woo. Pray for me. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I my my professional clock be switching to my ratchet clock. Won't to I just, just <laughs> but um, that is too funny. Professional clock, a ratchet clock. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So listen, we're gonna jump right in. Like I said, like we said, today's topic is on marriage and maturity. So Q, I want you to share with the people just some media some media aspects when it comes to like media couples and what what we've seen you know um, what's the topics that's out there relating to marriage honestly a lot of a lot of divorce and the one word that comes to mind is the famous word irreconcilable differences okay and that's a whole nother topic for another day, but I just want to throw that out there. But some of the names that come to mind was like this past what year or so, it's been like some heavy names like Bill and Melinda Gates, um, 
goodness. Um, recently, what is their name? Um, the actors, the actor, and then the producer. She's an actor. He's a producer, Christian preacher guy. You got me, but Megan Good. Yes, yes, and, and Devon, Devon Franklin. 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 Yes, yes, and um, also Tia Mori. Yeah, that that was and her husband. Yeah, then. Even more recent, you got Jenny and Jeezy. And Jeezy. Um, and of course we could go down another list, yes. but but our point of, of even acknowledging that is to say, you know, we see these individuals as influencers, right? Mm-hmm. That's the title that we say, you know, they're influencer, they they're someone who does various um brand deals and things of that nature and they have just built their name in the entertainment industry however even with that you have to also acknowledge that you yourself the one that's listening and watching you are an influencer you have a range of influence in your area of expertise in your friend circle in your family you are an influencer as well However, the names that we mentioned have a wider, yeah. you know, more more nationally known, if you will, yeah. influence. And so we bring them up to say a lot of people that we have spoken to and just had various online, offline conversations with, they reference these same names to say, is it worth it? Mm. They reference these same names to say, well, I can do bad by myself, by myself. And we want to really be honest and say, you know, for some people, singleness is your ministry. I know people don't like to say that word, that that ministry word get thrown around, but that will be what God will want you to do. Like he may not want you to necessarily be married. He may want you to be a single person operating in a particular area. For others, it may be married, you know, and for another category, it could be married at one point, but not. So we also understand that even if you fall in that last category, you know, we have to be mindful of our choices. And Quinn and I are not going to go into that too deep, but you know, when you make a choice to marry someone, you know, you have to be very prayerful of that decision. You know, sometimes we go into things uh, without full confidence and full understanding of what we're getting ready to go into. Yeah. You know, proper counseling, things of that yeah. nature. And full disclosure, I think. Yeah. I think. um uh, one of the things that was shared, you know, with the the Jenny mine, the mm-hmm. Jeezy thing was about the differences with family, family culture. Yes. And um, we've had that, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, there were certain things Bree won't use. There were certain things I won't use, to, And, you know, you got to learn how to make that work. And you have to figure out if that's a deal breaker before. You say I do. Mm-hmm. You might want to go back and check that episode because we 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 hit some of these points previously. But 
today we want to dig a little deeper and talk about um and we're going to be kind of looking down a little bit because we we got some notes together but again marriage and maturity the importance of that and the very first key point we want to hit is communication is critical a successful marriage requires open and honest communication it's essential to actively listen to your partner's needs concerns and desires Effective communication can help resolve conflicts and strengthen your bond. You know, Quentin and I wrote a book called Confront the Conflict and Settle the Matter. Um, We will be doing a workshop around this topic um, later on this year, 2023. But in that, you know, we ourselves understood early in our marriage that it's important to be clear and concise on what you want and what you desire to have and what you don't want and what you don't want. And I think that when we hit that crossroad, uh, it was a funny point because I can just share this. Q was, I think coming up, getting off work or something. And um, he hadn't gotten home. And I was just calling him and I said, hey, Q, where are you? He said, why? <laughs> I said, I, I thought that you would be home, you know. So I just wanted to kind of check in and see what's, where you're at, you know. And uh, he said, I'll be home shortly. And at that point the phone i hung up the phone and <laughs> she was upset i realized at that point i hadn't communicated clearly and neither did he well first she got upset then she had a revelation so, yeah yeah i yeah. got upset and then i had the revelation but <laughs> when, I, when he got home we had a conversation. You see what I'm saying? I got upset. I had a revelation. Then I had a conversation. That might be a word for somebody. You might get upset, yeah. but take that upset feeling and gain something from it and then effectively communicate what you can do better. And so in that moment, right, Quentin shared like in a previous time or a previous setting, you know, that was not the the four one one that was not the way I would flow in a typical situation. That hadn't been my lifestyle, people. right? Like I just I be where I be and I'm at where I'm at. Now be back when I be back. Yeah, that was his flow, and I said no. Um, so we 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 began to really rebuild that area for him, right? Because that was not something he was used to. I grew up in an environment where checking in was essential. Checking in was routine let me say it that way and let me just say this sometimes everybody you know checking in is cool but sometimes just let the person know you need to check out like (laughs) for real like this is not a topic everybody the check-in make sure you check in make sure you check in you married now no well sometimes you gotta check out like Brie look i don't mean to be funny but today i just need some time to myself Right. And that's okay. Like, I think that's that's also a piece of the healthy heartbeat Mm -hmm. of a marriage is still having some individuality while still being one. Like, 
what do you like to do? Don't just say yes because she said yes or say yes because he says yes. So what, you know, figure out what do you like to do? When do you need time? When is a good time? And then bring that together. Yes. Mm-hmm. So don't almost like. Don't lose yourself in the I do. Yeah. You deny everything of yourself and like you don't even know yourself at the end of the day. You like, well, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> You know, as as we're sharing, what's coming to my mind also from a teacher perspective is a method that we use when when we're lesson planning. I do, you do, we do. You know, there's a point where the teacher is working with the students. That's what we do. You know, this is a category for you. That's what you do. And as the teacher, here's something that I do. And so I think that you know, understanding your role, understanding when it's a time for us and a time for me. Right. You know, a time for me and a time for we. That's a word too. A time for me, <laughs> a time for we. Mm. Okay. So that was good. That was point one. Point two. Um. Point two. Embracing compromise. This is a. This one. Excuse me, y'all. This one, um, this was like the hardest part. Um, <laughs> so marriage often involves compromise, learning to find common ground and make mutually benefit beneficial decisions is crucial. It's important to remember that marriage is not about always getting your way, but finding a balance that works for both partners. Mm hmm. There are so many instances where we had to learn compromise in this for you. But I think, honestly, here's what sped our, and this is our personal, and we'll dig further in, what sped our compromise up was COVID. Um, I think I stayed home, Bree got sick, had to go to the hospital, and like, Nothing mattered at that point no more. Like, I don't care if you you don't you do that little thing I just don't like. Like, did you did you did you squeeze the toothpaste? Did you tighten the cap? Like little stuff don't matter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what elevated us and matured us because in that moment we really realized life is but a vapor. Mm -hmm. And like the little stuff you you actually begin to miss. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, my God, I am so alone. That's the funny thing about marriage. You get to so used to someone when they're not there, especially with a situation that was so crucial, mm -hmm. re re revolving health and me not being able to be present. Mm -hmm. Um, It was tough, but that's what matured us. And the fact that I couldn't be present, I literally had to lean on my faith, not my own strength. Yes. And um, I couldn't do nothing. It felt kind of help, you know, a little helpless. Like, yeah, in the hospital, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I keep getting check-in calls. <laughs> mm -hmm. But nevertheless, so compromise, you know, I... I was one, I matured through the marriage as an individual and as a husband becoming one with my wife by 
listening, examining, and doing better. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a good communicator. I was a probably a good communicator, maybe like in the business sense or in a meeting. I can I can do that. <laughs> but when it came to like this, it was a little challenging. And I it one thing about it, it makes you realize a lot of things about your childhood. Mm. So yes, yes, yes. You're actually having to backtrack to figure out why you do certain things. Mm-hmm. And then you got to compromise with your own self. Yeah. With your own thinking. Yeah. You got to like settle the matter within you. And you then, know, and some things with you. I mean, you could share some things with you. You had to, you know, I never did it like that. Or I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, upbringing plays a role in your thinking, right? Based upon whatever the house rules were, whatever the routines were at that time, it really, it really helps to shape you. You know, again, I'm going to give you guys some of the aspects as a teacher because I have worked in child development literally from birth to kindergarten and I jumped up to ninth grade to 12th grade. So I do have a lot of aspects when it comes to the psychological processing when it comes to the development of a child. And I feel like just to throw this tidbit in there, when you are forming as a child, as a youth, you know, not only your family dynamics, but even your school dynamics, you know, if you were active in the community, your neighborhood, a lot of those things began to formulate your world your orbit, right? I was revolving around me and my family. Then all of a sudden, I added this person into my sphere. And so they themselves bring a force of gravity that I wasn't used to. You know, Neo said in his song, I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. And so having him a part of my world, you know, wish I could be, you know, Little Mermaid. When he became part of my world, you know, that began to shift some things, some aspects of how I thought, how I approached things and and vice versa. You know, I began to shift some stuff about him. And so I think that the, the very beneficial thing to a partnership is understanding the strengths and weaknesses of each other. Right. Because we're talking about compromise. And so recognizing that Quentin is stronger in. um the organization aspect, right? When it comes to certain things in the home, he he's really good at, you know, compartmentalizing and putting things here, there, everywhere. You know, whereas for me, when it comes to organizing in the business sense, he's like, yeah, Brian, you're really good at, you know, the social media, the emails, the publications, et cetera. So, you know, we kind of do the checks and balances of, how things flow, you know? So that's something that we learn even with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Compromise. It's a, it's a door that never stops swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a door that you constantly have to, uh, walk through and realize that you, even when you think, you know, you don't. I know. 
So you just have to go with it, learn. Like, you know, one of my favorite quotes um, by one of my uncles in Philly is, you don't go through life, you grow through life. And a lot of us are trying to go through life so fast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're influenced by social media. And especially when it comes to like relationships as well, like, Mm -hmm. We look at people on social media like, I wish my marriage was like that. I wish my, I wish me and my babe went on trips and did this. Uh, I want that Margie and Steve. And I'm like, hey, you don't know what they got going on behind closed doors. Mm -mm. Um, so you don't know the struggle. You don't know the compromise, the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know. You just see one aspect. Yeah. Um, so. And that one aspect goes into our third point, which is about growing together. You know, even in everything that we've shared, you know, you have to grow together. It's marriage is a journey of growth, both individually and as a couple. It's essential to support each other's personal development and encourage one another to pursue new interests and goals. By growing together, you create a stronger partnership. So not only is Quentin my husband, but he's my best friend. And so Really just encouraging him to step out and do certain things it has really helped not only build him up, but build me up too. Because, you know, when he wins, I win. And when we begin to look at our marriage as a a partnership of I bring 100, he brings 100, you know, we were taught 50-50. You know, mm-hmm. as long as he brings 50 and I bring 50, we good. No, baby, you partially there. <laughs> You have baked. You need to be completely baked fully through. When I put the fork in there, it's done. And <laughs> you, you definitely got to be at 100 for the simple fact that this is probably a a less thought of concept. But mm-hmm. if you're always at 100, or at least driving, you you close. You know, yeah. as we're at work, we get tested all the time, observed, examined. Yes. Uh, QAs and all of this other type stuff. So <laughs> and there's a, a minimum quota yeah. that they're looking for. You know, usually it's an 80, mm-hmm. 80 or better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you should always be at 100 or really close to 100 because you never know when <clears throat> the other person may be at 30. Right. And that's both. It's not just finances because a lot of people automatically when they hear that, they think about just fine. It's not just finances. It's emotional. It's um, like it's the full package. It's the full package. Yeah. Because, you know, Quentin could have a great day in the category of personal. Yeah. But then at work is a little low. Yeah. So really being able to encourage you know, don't worry about what's going on on the job. You got this, you know, et cetera. And vice versa. You know, there there have been times where Quentin had to really, come on, Bree, you got this. And so that's where I go back to that first point about there are seasons where you are just cheering, go. And there are seasons where you're like, stop, let's rethink this whole thing. Right. And so that's how you really grow together. You know, understanding the season, the time that's in the Bible, right? Ecclesiastes 3 is a time and place for everything under the heavens. So really understanding the times and seasons that you and your spouse are with is what really going to help you grow together, right? Flowers 
are planted in one season, but they bloom in another. So understand that you are planting seeds with your spouse in one season and you're going to see them grow in another. Okay. Mm -hmm. You may not see them improving in category A right now, but keep working on it. Keep tilling the land and category A will grow. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it like prime. That was good. Yeah. That was good right there. <laughs> so yeah, so we talked about growing together, communication is crucial, embracing compromise. And now we're talking about respecting differences. Yeah, this is gonna be um probably the last point we'll make for this episode. And whew, respecting differences. Yeah, I got tired when I heard it. But um because <laughs> it's a challenge you know um that's again this ties in with compromise again so respecting differences uh each person in a marriage brings their own unique qualities perspectives and backgrounds it's important to respect and appreciate these differences as they can enrich your relationship embracing diversity strengthens the bond between partners Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a morning person. Yeah. Yes. And Quentin is a night owl. I'm growing. He's growing. Right. But respecting the difference in that yeah. Brianna's best output is in the AM. You know, if you want to get my best work. I can work at night, Mm-mm. but isn't my best work. Damn best work, y'all. <laughs> I've seen it. Uh-huh. And I ain't shading them, but she know I'll be like, catch, yeah. I'm gonna catch you in let, let me get on your books for the morning slot. Yeah, he love to say that line. So, <laughs> you know, as we work through different business uh ideas and brainstorming, you know, Quentin wants to brainstorm at like 11 p.m. And I'm like, Quentin. You know, I'm going to give you what I can, but catch me at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> Coach Prime. I love Coach Prime. Shout out to Coach Prime. Anyway, um, I that's me. That's me being honest. Mm-hmm. My best output is in the morning. Okay, maybe that's because of my teacher schedule. <laughs> I don't know. So, But I do better in the morning, whereas Quentin, he flows at night. Yeah. I so mean, that's respecting differences, right? Respecting differences also is like one thing particular is like me. I am now Bree, she's a deal shopper, but I am like, I'm gonna just say, yeah, I'm cheap. I'm cheap. But Quinn does really well <laughs> with find like like he said, he will find a deal. It's like, how did you what this was two dollars? But that's how, and here again, it goes to background. Brianna be like, full price. Full price. (laughs) Just beat it and come on. Yes, come on. And I'm like, no, no, no. Check out. Let's check out. And so it's more of a, and I get it now more. Yeah. It's more of a time conscience for her versus me. I want the best price. Yeah. So he's a holder and fold them. I'm like, put them all in, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that was something we both 
we we had to learn. We still sometimes we still have to compromise. Like, all right now. Yeah, true that, true that. So um this was a good part one. I hope you guys enjoyed yeah. our fourth podcast anniversary episode. Make sure you tune in every Thursday. Your time, our time, anytime, but it's gonna be Thursday. <laughs> and um well, we Eastern Standard Time, but nonetheless, <laughs> for it, now. For now. So anyway, join us on Resilient Love Podcast on Thursdays, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.